Boy, I tell you what, I hope you received from worship this morning, uh, and whether you're online at home and just receiving the presence of God that has no bounds, or uh, this morning, uh, just the presence of God just began to well up inside of me and, and stir my heart, and, and what was said and stated and sung really ministered to me. Uh, and I, as I was sitting there thinking, I thought, what is, what is God up to these days? You know, we, we see a lot of stuff happening, a lot of stuff going on around us. Uh, I don't know about you, but does it look like it just might not stop happening? You know, you're kind of, it's, a, it's, it's a, not to make light of it, but it's like, okay, what is, uh, what is the, the devil going to try to throw next at the world? And, and let me just tell you for, for sure, uh, this is not flesh and blood that we're battling against, but the Bible clearly says it's against the principalities and powers in high places. And it's almost like he found a doorway and he's flooding through it. And, and the Bible speaks about that, you know, when the enemy does come in that way. Uh, the powerful thing about it is when he comes in like a flood, the Bible says that God's going to raise up a standard against him. How many, how many, how many know that? Okay, and how many know that the standard is you? That means we've got to really be in tune. We have to be in tune with what the Lord is saying and, and really be uh, tuned into Him. And I'm finding that there's so many distractions around me, uh, I, and there's so many really frustrations. You know, I, I don't like to be told that I have to stay in my house. I hate being in my house all the time. I just got to get out. I just I can't stay in there confined. And, and I don't know about you, and I'll just, just be transparent. Uh, the, whole, the, the, the whole idea uh, of, of what's being spread around us is causing oddities when you're in stores and stuff around people. How many have experienced that? Just it's awkward, you know? You got six-foot lines everywhere, six, six, six everywhere. I mean, it's just like everywhere. Come on. We, we, it's, just, it's just annoying to me because you don't know if somebody, you know, would want to be friendly or if you should stay away from them because if you don't, they're going to get mad at you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm experiencing this awkwardness and it's driving me crazy. Uh, and so uh, now that I've vented that, I can go on with the message, okay? But I just think that God is trying to communicate something to his church and it's important for his church to grab a hold of this. Let me read two verses to you, out of the, one out of the Old Testament and one out of the New Testament this morning. And, and I, I want you to, to, to take a hold of these. Isaiah 56, verse 7 says, Even, even them will, I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of what? Prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted at my, on my altar, and my house shall be called a house of, for all nations. Isn't that amazing? His, his house is going to be called this for all nations, a house of prayer. And then we're also familiar with Matthew chapter 21, verse 13. It says, and he said to them, Scripture uh, declares, my temple, other translations, my house, will be called a house of prayer. And as I've been thinking about these verses, I've been thinking, wow, God is really uh, wanting to release his people to release his power. We've been talking about this over the last few weeks about the Holy Spirit inside of us and, uh, and how he wants that 
dunamis, that power to work through us. And, and it's not always with some sign or wonder of somebody being healed, but sometimes it's just allowing the virtue of God's love to be extended to somebody next to you. You know what I mean? Just the extension. Because remember, uh, when, when, uh, when, the, when the woman came and touched just the very garment of Jesus' uh, robe, his, his comment was, is, wow, who touched me? Something left me. What left him was the virtue of the Holy Spirit that was resident in him. He was overflowing. He was ready to give. And when that woman just went forward to, to touch him, and if I can say this, I think the world is going to be coming forward just to touch the bride of Christ, to touch the body of Christ. Why? So they can receive the virtue. Why did she go to Jesus? Because he exposed and he was constantly revealing that virtue all around him. It wasn't this special occasion. He was just marching down the road. And all of a sudden, uh, the, the, uh, the, the woman with the issue of blood fights through the crowd, goes against the grain, uh, doesn't stop when people tell her to stop. Why? So she could get to the virtue that she sensed. You can taste and see that God is good. You can feel his presence. There's one thing evident throughout Scripture is that every time that God showed up, something amazing happened. Right? I mean, somebody was healed or the wave stopped or something amazing happened. That was what happened when the presence of God was there. And when you see it in the Old Testament, remember, if, you, if you're familiar with the story, it was put in the ark. It was, it was in a box. His presence was in an ark, Ark of the Covenant. And wherever it went, you felt the effects of it. And I believe today, since you're now the box or the temple of the Holy Spirit, he really wants the same thing to happen in you and then through you. So that when the hurting world is out there, they know where to go. That's why he calls you the light. You're that light of the world. And when people are really hurting, they will come asking. And I just want to encourage you, let's make sure that we are the house of prayer. And that's for all of us, whether we're in this building praying or whether we're at our home praying or at work praying, wherever it's at, would you please just increase your prayer? Just increase your praying. Just allow the Holy Spirit to prompt you more often, or maybe not to allow him to prompt you, but to respond to his promptings more often, not just think it's just you, but it's really the Holy Spirit that's wanting to capture you and utilize you to release him. And we do that through prayer. And he's given us that right and that privilege, and he's given us that honor, that we have this honor to be his vessels. And I think what you will find is that it's not some boring religious thing, but how many know it would have been pretty exciting to lay hands on the sick and see them healed? It would not be boring at all. I wouldn't necessarily want to be the prophet that laid on the body of a dead person and they rose from the dead but you know there's other ways you know uh, but it's, it's important for us to capture this because we are the body of Christ let me read you a few scriptures that I 
I, I want to plant in your heart and in your mind for the day that we live in, because as we all know, it's really a crazy day, and I don't see a stopping happening. It's a, I don't know, is it like birthing pains? Maybe just one after the next, and they seem to be increasing. I, I, what, what's going on around us? You know, and, and I know we all have these opinions, and we all have our minds made up as to what really is going on. We know the conspiracy, right? <laughs> and, and it's easy for us to get caught up in that. But I, I believe the Lord wants to speak something just strongly to us this morning. So let me read you a, a couple familiar scriptures. But before I do, I want to pray because I want you to receive these. You'll need these in the days ahead like you've never needed them before. So I'm just going to pray them into you, and then I'm going to read them into you. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Your Holy Spirit's here. <clears throat> and God, we do honor you as the greatest Father on the earth. We, we don't even stand a candle next to you. And we love you. And I, I pray this morning, <clears throat> your word, <clears throat> your truth, <clears throat> would, Father, get birthed into each one of our hearts and it would become our defense, and it would become our power. It would become a weapon in our hands. And that when the enemy does continue to come in like a flood, that standard will be raised up against him. Because we have nothing to fear in Christ Jesus. God, we thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I was thinking this morning, um, I'll try to pull it together here somehow, but I was thinking as we were worshiping, you know, um, Jesus, after he rose from the dead and then he came back, he went to heaven and he came back, it said that he revealed himself to well over 500 people as he walked on the earth. And he just, for 40 days, he just went around and he was connecting with people that he had already connected with, I think for the most part. And he was just touching them and saying, hey, I just wanted you to see personally, I really, <clears throat> I rose from the dead. This is me. And he went around, he went to his disciples, but it says that he went to over 500 people. <clears throat> so the word spread about his resurrection and his return. But you know, it's interesting that there was only 120 of those that landed in the upper room. And I have a feeling that he told all of them, I'm going to meet you there. And everything that I said to you through, the, uh, through my disciples and the apostles, everything I said is going to come to pass. And I'm going I'm I'm to pour out my spirit. I'm going to do what the prophet Joel said that I would do. I'm going to pour out my spirit <clears throat> on all flesh. And that would have made sense to them <clears throat> Can I get a bottle of water or something from somebody, please? Unused, preferably. Uh, <clears throat> but he said he was going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Uh, mine's actually right there, but I've got to stay in front of the camera for our wonderful online people. And so, because uh, <clears throat> Brian already efficiently got it for me. I, I feel stuck up here. <clears throat> Thank you. <clears throat> but only 120 went to that upper room. And I was just pondering that during the uh, worship time, and I thought, wow, I wonder how many people God has been speaking to through their life that when it really gets down to it, 
will never really respond to his call. You know, because every one of you are called. Every, every last one of you are called. You're called by him in the same way that he called them and said, hey, meet me up there. I'm going to give you something special that you'll, 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 you'll go out of here so joy-filled they're going to think you're drunk. But when you get out there with this fullness of the Holy Spirit, you're going to turn the world upside down. And we saw it begin to happen. And then it began to slow down for this reason and that reason, mostly because of religion setting in. And I just wonder, you know, about that today. I, I believe it's critical that we step up to what God has for us as his bride, as his church, so that we can move forward. Amen? Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. God did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Can I say to you this morning, maybe if you're wrestling with, with anxiety, it didn't come from him, but what he did give you are these things, the power, love, and a sound mind. And, 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 and I think of, of all the days that we need this, it is now for all of us. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything. <laughs> Instead, what? Pray about everything. I like that. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done, and then you will experience, and then you will experience, and then you will experience God's peace. This uh, this last week, I was sitting there. Uh, I had received something uh, uh, <clears throat> unexpectedly. And I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know, how, how thankful am I really for that? Did I really stop and just, you know, just sit back in the Father's uh, arms or lap or uh, whatever and just really sincerely thank Him and say, you know, God, thank you. You are so good. And I just remember sitting there and reflecting on, even took me way back to where He pulled me out of uh, drugs and darkness and all of that, and, and put my feet on solid ground on a rock and has loved me ever since, even when I wasn't good. And I just, it's just something, I don't know how you experience it, but, uh, you know, um, I just begin to feel a sincerity come into me when I was saying thank you. It wasn't just a quick you know, thank you. It wasn't just a fast, oh God, just that's great, awesome, thanks, and then go on with it. But I felt something deeper happening, and I think, you know, this is what he's trying to get to here. Uh, th thank him for all that he's done. Really do it with sincerity. I wonder how much further we would be in all of our relationships if we really did that at a deeper level. You know what I mean? If we just really stopped and just showed appreciation. Now, as a guy, I'll give myself away here. Uh, so guys, you're going to have to support me and pray for me this week. But as a guy, I have a hard time sometimes really get, letting the depth of my appreciation go to uh, my amazing, wonderful wife. And my kids too, for that matter. I don't know why. Just, I, I guess I didn't experience any of that growing up. I don't remember once being said uh, anything like of that nature, you know, and it's no excuse for me to stay there. 
And I've worked at it, but I got to tell you, I, like, like those stories, I had to really work at it. And, 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 and it's just like God wants to change something inside of me so that that comes out of a deeper sincerity because then it will do something to me as well as to the receiver. You hear what I'm saying? We, we, we just, we've learned to live on a surface level, and that's what's gotten us into a lot of relational issues. Even the whole race thing has to do with me staying at a surface level of understanding of people. I never stopped to find out what was really going on in a person's heart. Never really found that out. And so therefore, how could I possibly have compassion? How could I possibly open my heart to that person? And God's saying here, tell God what you need and then thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. I just, I just love that thought because uh, you know, for, for most of us, he's got to get past your understanding so you can receive it. Your understanding gets in the way. That's why he said there's a peace that goes past your understanding that he wants to settle in. But we never let it get past there because we never really allow him to put it there. First Peter Chapter 5, verse 7, says, cast all your anxiety on him because he, let me add to it, really cares for you. He really does care for you. He, he really does care for you. He cares about every detail of your life. He doesn't want you to run around and do three quarters of your life without him, but he really wants to say, you know something, I got more wisdom than even Solomon. And I, I just want to freely give you that. Didn't he say that? Didn't James teach us that? If you lack wisdom, ask who? Who does what? Gives, it says liberally. He gives freely. And he's trying to open up this. So cast all your anxiety on him because he really cares for you. And then the next verse is Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. And I hope you wrote these down because... We're going to need these like never before. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. Now, he's not telling them this when they're in the best of condition and doing everything just right, just in case you didn't know. They were not very good. (laughs) At this point, Isaiah is unloading uh, the whole plan of God to the people of God that should have known it. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Man, here, and and this is only four out of probably thousands of Scripture where God is speaking to you to specifically say, I want to partner with you in a specific and a close way. I want to give you what you are lacking. Any area that isn't working out for you, I want to help you with. I want to care for you because I care about you. I want to build that kind of connection. I don't know. That for, for me, there's nothing better than working with people to really make a, a, a nice, tight bond. How, how about you? You know, you just do something together, and man, by the end of the day, you're just like, wow. You just know the person better, and you feel good about accomplishing something together, and, and, and a whole lot happens when you do that. 
That's the other thing I don't like about what's happening around us is to suddenly just separate from everybody. <clears throat> Which my confession is, is I haven't done a very good job of that. Okay, now it's confessed, I'm taken care of. But you know what I'm saying? It's just that, 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 that thing that God's trying to pull us in. He's, he wants to help you. He wants to help you in every one of your life circumstances. Not just some of them. In case you didn't know, God knows about everything. Everything. He knows about plumbing. Right? Come on. He had to build that ark to get it above the water. He knows about electricity. Come on. He released his power in a powerful way, and it didn't kill humans. He, he, he knows about relationships. He knows about everything. He has answers for everything. He doesn't, he doesn't miss anything. But we're not going to him. We're not going to him like we could. We're, we're just not. We're just, we're just not. And, and we're living in a day where, I, if I can just say this, we, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. It, 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 doesn't the Bible say that in the last days when it gets really bad, <clears throat> that God would have to cut the days short because even his elect will fall away? Wow. I mean, that's, that's just, he's trying to help us to see that, yeah, are things going to be bad? Absolutely things are going to be bad. We, you haven't seen the worst of it yet, by the way. I, I, I don't know if you thought that you have, but you haven't. And, 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 and the scripture is very clear about that. So the question is, I guess, would be for us this morning maybe to consider is, uh, is, is what is our perspective about what are you overall looking at when it comes to what's going on around us? And I don't know, you'd have to be, you'd have to be, I can't even use the term, you'd have to be completely out of it to not realize a lot is going on right now, right? You just have to realize, and, and there's not an end in sight right now. And, and, and again, the enemy keeps unleashing one thing after the next after the next. And we got to realize that it's continuing to come, and our perspective is going to be very important. In other words, our perspective is going to help to guide us or to navigate us through uncertain times. And, and, and the Bible warns us ahead of time uh, that there will be those type of times that will happen. Now, I just read you four very encouraging scriptures, right, to start with before I give you this, gave you this news. Because I do want you to walk out of here encouraged. It is Father's Day after all. And we're going to try to get there, okay? But we have to understand that the, 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 the perspective that I have, if it's wrong, is going to be detrimental to myself and to my family and to others. What if you've been given the wrong antidote? Now think about that. Because you got a lot of those going around, don't you? Especially for the COVID-19. Uh, you got lots of options for that now, I have found. I mean, like a ton of options. <clears throat> some come, some go. Some come back a second time. No, they're good. No, this is bad. No, this is good. You got lots of options. We're getting all these antidotes <clears throat> around us, but what if they're wrong? 
What if the enemy's tactic is to get our eyes off of the main thing? Hmm. Hmm. The Bible does say he's the father of lies. He's the deceiver. And, and, and remember, the scripture does talk about the elect even being deceived. And, 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 uh, and so it's important for us to really wrap our heads around this because if his tactic is to get our eyes as the body of Christ, as believers, off of the main thing <clears throat> that would actually solve all the things, <clears throat> uh, then we might change the way we do things today. And I think today is the day we got to start changing it. I think I'm going to continue to follow the news and the media and the politics of all of what's going on, or I'm going to jump on board with the Lord and say, God, I want you to open up the eyes of my understanding. I don't want to get all the way down the pathway here and find out I was following the wrong road. I was doing the wrong thing. I was guarding against the wrong event. And, 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 and so I have to be able to, to do this because honestly, you know, I was thinking about it. You know, they've been, how many have heard the term new norm? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Me too. I hate it too. It's not even biblical, right? Didn't Solomon say, the wisest man in the world? There's nothing new under the sun. It's just the rewrapped tricks of the enemy trying to deceive a people. And get the whole world off track. But just remember, he thought when he had Jesus put in the grave that he was on track too. As I thought about that uh, new norm idea and concept, uh, what came to me immediately was, I don't know that we want to try to establish a new norm or fit into the world or the culture's new norm, but we probably would do better to go back to the old norm. Like maybe the book of Acts, maybe like where the church started and we get back to that place there where the power was freely able to go forth. And think about it as a church, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna, as a believer, we're going to do one or the others. We're going to follow the, what the, the, the world keeps saying. And I am not against using wisdom. The Bible has a book of wisdom, actually, two books of wisdom. The whole Bible is a book of wisdom. I'm not against that, and that's not my point here this morning. My point is, is how are you connecting in with your heavenly Father concerning what's going on, or are you just out there? Are you just there, just watching things happen? And I think if there was to be a new norm, the church should set it, and the new norm would look like the old norm, and we can move forward with it. How many would love to be at that old norm? Let's just be transparent. Let's just be tra- I'd love to be back at the old norm of the church before it got distorted with religion and ended up losing its power. Because the same power that he put in, put in you with the Holy Spirit is the same power he put in them with the Holy Spirit. It's not like it's different. There's not a weakened version of it. And when, and when we begin to really realize that, we, we begin to really step forward, we lean into it. Okay, let me read you an, an, another encouraging word. Uh, 
because Jesus warned us. Matthew chapter 24, okay, not a bedtime scripture normally. Uh, Matthew 24, verses 4 to 8. Listen to this here. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one, what? Deceive you, cause you to stray, to lead astray, be led astray from the right way, to go astray, to wander, or to roam about. In other words, don't let anybody cause you to be distracted and roam around. Because you can roam around in church, too. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will do what? Deceive just a couple. Just a couple dodos are going to be deceived. No, it's, it's, it's many. So he's really being, trying to be clear with us. And you will hear of wars, rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. Some of these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Oh, rats. For the the nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. And all of these things are, the sad news, the beginning of sorrows. Now, we've already experienced most of what I just read to you, haven't we? Okay, but the end's not here. Okay, it's not here. But something else will be coming. This is where I believe the Lord wants his church to be ready, to be ready, to be ready so that he can raise up a standard against it. I think it's important. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 to 5. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, perilous, furious, fierce, and dangerous times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will, boy, that's the truth, isn't it? <clears throat> Excuse me. Listen to this. It's so true. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to parents, and ungrateful. Man, is he describing our day? I mean, we've gotten there. And they will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and they will have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless. They'll be puffed up with pride. They'll love uh, pleasure rather than God. They will act religious. What? Whoa, they're going to act religious. But they will reject the power that could make them godly. <laughs> wow, that's interesting, isn't it? They're going to re- reject the power that can literally transform their lives. You know, and, and, and I think we've tried to do it without God, and it just doesn't work. You can't, you can't, you can't be uh, godly without God. I don't know if that's a rocket science, but <laughs> you can't. It just doesn't work. But yet we've tried it. It says, stay away from people like that. It's, 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 uh, <laughs> there is good news here. And that good news is that you have the power of the Holy Spirit resident in you. And we talked about that for about three weeks. So if you, if you miss some of those, you can go back and listen to those. But listen to this here, Isaiah 59 and verse 19. I don't think I put this on there. Uh, 
So yeah, it's not on there, so you'll have to believe me. But you can write it down and double check later. Fact check me later, okay? Uh, Isaiah uh, 59, 19 tells us, When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against them. John chapter 16 and verse uh, 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have troubles, but take heart, I have overcome the world. See, and that same thing, we have access to that same power if we're tapping into it. If we're not, we should be worried. We should be concerned for ourselves and for our kids and for our grandkids because we're not passing on to them what they need is what? The power of God. See, when we begin to realize that Christianity is more about just coming to church and saying, I, I accept you, Jesus, and going on your merry way and dressing up for Easter and dressing up for Christmas and all of that, when you get past that, you begin to realize that there's a living God who's given us a living word, who wants to have a living relationship with you and I in such an intimate way that just as he overcame, we will overcome. And it's actually the only option. Remember, in the last days, even the elect will be deceived if, if they walk away from the Lord or don't walk with the Lord. And so I think it's, it's amazing that God has given us so much information about what's going to happen. And he didn't do that to scare us, but he did that so that when we get into the word, it could really shape our perspective. And this is part of my message to us this morning. Let the word of God, like never before, begin to shape your perspective more than the news. And you might be sick of hearing that. It might seem too simplistic to you. But I'm telling you, if you have more news than you do Bible, which one wins? Because everything you feed your mind goes into your subconscious, and everything you respond to and react to comes out of your subconscious. Right? As a man thinks in his heart, what have I filled it with? As I think in my heart, that's what's going to come out. Some of us do our best to, 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 to maybe quote a few scriptures or partial scriptures, but we filled ourselves with so much other stuff that it doesn't even make a dent. But God's saying, no, I want to pull you in. Why? Because he has an everlasting love for you. He has a care for you. He has a way for you. The word is a light under your feet and it's a lamp under your path. It, it's, it's powerful. It's, a, it's, it's revival to you. Read, just read through Psalms 119 and you begin to realize that, wow, God has really equipped us to do what we need to do in our day and in our generation. You were created for this day and this generation. You were created for this time. So you're well able to do what the Lord wants you to do. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. This is not on there either. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 10. Listen to this here. Resist the enemy, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. But I got to resist. I got to resist. Sometimes it just takes a resisting of the enemy. You know, just, just try to bring it home. You know, you're, you're in a setting and you're talking with somebody. And, and remember, we're created in the image of God. So however you relate to each other is how you know how to relate to God, too. It's not separate. It's not like, oh, I, oh I, I treat God and talk to God differently in a different tone or something like that uh, uh, than I do somebody else. No, you're his son or daughter. 
you're just like him, and, and so are each other. And so when you talk to him, you, you go direct to him, and he's saying, I want you to resist the devil. And oftentimes in a conversation, when you're talking to somebody, they say something, and then something flies to your mind, doesn't it? Thought flies into your mind. And this is what he's saying. I want you to resist those kind of things that the devil's trying to fling at you. Because his only power, he was stripped at the cross of his actual power. His only power is deception and to lie to you. And if he can accomplish that, he can then destroy uh, the direction of your life and, 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 and so forth. We are in a season of uncertainty. So let me just give you three quick things that, that I would just encourage you to do in this season that's coming up. You know, obviously getting into the Word. But the first one, just briefly, first and foremost, we need to evaluate our heart, realign our priorities, and work at deepening our relationship with our Heavenly Father. We need to do these things. You need to do these things. If even the elect can be deceived, please don't sit back and think, no, I can just keep going like I'm going. I'm fine. I'm good. No. Remember the whole story about the breaking in the house, you know, and if I'd known he was coming, I would have done something about it. And I'm telling you today, it's coming. The thief is coming, and he's coming with fierceness and open defiance like we've never seen before in our generation. We've never seen some of the things that we're hearing out of the mouth of people, I think directed by the enemy. We're seeing things and hearing things that we've never heard before. Right? I call it a flood. When we got taught going around saying, hey, I think we're going to give our kids some hormones so that when they get old enough, they can decide whether they want to be a boy or a girl. Do you know that's happening? They're wanting to put, I'm nothing on my driver's license now. I'm in between till what? I decide. I don't know about you. I'm sorry. That is a flood to me. I don't want anybody's kids growing up in that. I guarantee whatever they make law somehow wiggles its way into being permissible and okay. Just going to say it. But let's get our hearts. Let's realign our priorities. What are your priorities these days? Are you seeking first the kingdom? He instructs us that. Are you deepening your relationship with Christ? Are you really pressing in to know that? And if you don't, you're finding out who can help you with that. There's lots of people that will. Secondly, we all need to put our trust, faith, and understanding in Him. Right here. God, you have the answer. You have the answers. You've written it out, plus you've sent your Holy Spirit that you said you would talk to me personally about all these things that are coming. That's what you said. That's what he said. So put your trust and your faith and your understanding in him. Uh, if I could just say it point blank, you might have to listen to less news. And you might have to read more Bible. And, and, and thirdly, that we just need to remember that it's dark out there and we need to remain the light to the world. We need to be out there letting people see the light. The Bible says that God draws people, but he draws them to what? The light. He draws them to the light. God's after those that are lost. He's after those that are being destroyed by a system and don't know any different. 
He's after those that have been blinded by Satan. He's after those people. He loves those people. And he's after his church, I believe, in this day to rise up to a new level of connection with him and passion for him and passion for his purpose and passion for the reason that you were even created for this day and this hour to live here today. It's not an accident that you're here. You're here so intentionally by God. And we got to just make the best of that. Amen. Let me read this scripture and we'll close this morning with a word of prayer. God did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He's got power, love, and sound mind for us this morning. And I want to walk in that every day. So would you just bow your heads for a moment? And if you're watching online, do the same thing. Just bow your heads. Let's Let's, let's take a real moment here to let the scriptures and the uh, heart of God be released inside of us like it's never been before. And, and this is, I'm just being honest with you, I have been just getting twisted and turned over these last couple months. Just saying, God, what? What do you want to, you know, first it was just focusing on everything that was happening. And then secondly, it was like, God, what do you want to do in me so you can work through me? Because if you can't do anything in me, you'll never work through me. Every one of you are called. You've got a special fingerprint that God contact connects with you with. He's got his little reader up there in heaven. And he connects with you personally. And doesn't mistake you with anybody else because you're the only one with that friend. So, Father, this morning we thank you that there is power, hope. Because you said that even as you overcame, that we would overcome. We don't need to walk in fear, but God, you've given to us, and I pray this over every one of us this morning, the power, the love, and the sound mind that we need for this day and this hour. And Father, I pray that over every one of us in this room today, that we would walk away from here with a new sensing, God, of the power of God. And as we reconnect with you, that we would experience a greater increase because when that enemy does come in like a flood, Lord, you alone can raise up the standard against it. And we thank you, God, that you'll do it in us and through us. I pray blessing over every person here. I pray in particular for the fathers of households. God, let every one of them be stirred today in a mighty way. Let every one, Lord, be awakened today to the calling and the purpose of God for them and their household. That the household, God, would not suffer because, Lord, of a lack of knowledge or understanding or connection with you. Lord, we love you and we bless you. And we do say happy Father's Day to you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen.